0: Now, here's your host of Long-Term Care Radio, Brian Ott.
1: You know, one of the designations that I have earned uh, over the years is RICP, uh, which stands for Retirement Income Certified Professional. The RICP focuses on issues specific to retirement planning and aging versus maybe a CFP, Certified Financial Planner, is going to kind of look at more of the whole big picture from, you know, it's it's more about building the the, the nest egg. And so we're kind of focusing on the downhill side of the, the mountain climb, so to speak, on the RICP. And what's interesting is in survey after survey out there, the biggest fear people have heading into retirement is running out of money, not dying. Not ending up in a long term care situation, not ending up in the emergency room, their number one far by number one fear by far is running out of money and there 's lots of reasons why people run out of money in their retirement years, unreimbursed health care costs, which you know everybody talks about that high health care costs in retirement, but we 're really talking about unreimbursed health care costs that 's long term care because remember your Medicare does not pay for long term care. Another big factor out there is just poor investment choices. I mean, let's face it, you you, you know, you, you, you make some bad decisions and you think a lot of people still gamble with their retirement um, or, or their investments in their retirement years. Also, lack of diversification or holding too much money in savings, you know, moving everything over to passbook savings, which has been really brutal the last decade because interest rates have been so low, or just the opposite, having all your money exposed to the stock market and then you have a... 20 or 30% downturn which can be very painful. So a lot of reasons, you know, out there why people go broke in retirement. And I will tell you one of the the motivating factors for me starting 525 advisors. And this is where we focus on long-term care, but the reason why I started this business was watching a client of mine at a prior company that I owned lose basically everything they had, you know, except for their social security income. And so we we had a full financial services company that we did mortgages, we did financial services, we did some insurance. I I admit it, I dabbled in the insurance. And insurance is difficult, so we, we pretty much ignored that like most advisors. And then I had a particular client that had worked hard and they had invested, and I had helped them with a mortgage when they bought a house, and then they called me up out of the blue, and they just had a stack of bad luck. I mean, basically what happened, the reason why they went broke is everything that could go wrong for them went wrong for them in a very short period of time. The husband had a medical event, which ended up putting him in an ongoing long-term care situation. They had zero long-term care insurance. The stock market crashed, if you remember that. The housing market then crashed in 08, 09. And they sold their home in a down market. They had a large home that they could no longer maintain. they couldn't navigate that house. He couldn't get up and down the stairs. They ended up having to sell that house they had you know taxes everything, and plus they had lost a big chunk of their portfolio, so they were nervous about that. They ended up buying a town home with a mortgage. so here they were in their retirement years back to having a mortgage and eventually, they burned through their retirement savings. They ended up having to put a reverse mortgage on that town home which eliminated the payment but they were they struggled they were basically down to their social security and this took several years i knew these these clients for over 20 years and this took several years but it's just an example of what can happen out there and what really went wrong well number 1 they had no way to pay for the increased costs when he ended up in a long-term care situation. They just never thought about that. Their advisor had always told him, you know, hey, we're you, you, you should be fine, right? And again, this is kind of the common thread. Someone that's sitting on a million dollars, you say, well, that, yeah, you're going to be fine. The stock market does X amount, 10% a year on average, da 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 Well, it didn't turn out. It just didn't work out for them. They had never de-risked their portfolio, too, which is another thing which was probably one of the leading factors out there. And, you know, we talk about that at the RICP when we go through that. Wade Pfau was a Ph.D. for the American College, and they talk about all the different misconceptions that we have out there. And one of the biggest things that people overlook is de-risking their portfolio. And what is de-risking? Have you ever heard of de-risking? De-risking simply means reducing your overall risk to your investments. So for us, for individuals, it's mostly stocks. For you know, for most people, it can be some real estate. For instance, you might see somebody out there that has ten or twelve rental properties, you know, and all their income is based on rental property or from real estate. So de-risking could apply to that as well too. What we might want to do is say, okay, we need to de-risk that, so we're not you know all at the mercy of a downturn in the housing market because all of our investments are in housing. But the importance of de-risking is really just to has become so important lately because of what the stock market's been doing. It obviously went down, and now we're kind of in this volatile market. And the reason why it's so important in your retirement years is because that is the period of life when you go from a contribution stage to a distribution stage on your retirement account, meaning you're replacing income from a job that you live on with income from your retirement savings. And so you're not a net Contributor anymore, you are taking money out of that. And your retirement is mostly made up of investments, if it is stocks and bonds, like most people. You can greatly affect your wealth by the timing of the withdrawals, meaning, if you suffer a downturn in the market, you will compound your loss by having to take additional money out. And this is just studied after studied after study. when we went through the RICP courses. The, the biggest time that you can lose, obviously, they look at saying, let's take a 30% downturn in the market. Okay, let's put that at the beginning of retirement. Let's put that in the middle of retirement. Let's put that at the end of the retirement. Well, where's it the worst? Obviously, at the beginning of retirement. So what people forget is that if I lose 30% of my portfolio, that means that I need a 43% return to get back to where we were. So if you're losing that money in the value and then you have to start taking money back out at that same time because now you're retired, you don't have a job where you end up in a health situation like my client did, and you have to start compounding that loss because now you're taking money out of that retirement account. And so you can see how that gets that snowball rolling and it can quickly get out of control. And this is why, you know, a loss of principal at the beginning of retirement is just so devastating because during our working years, you know, we're contributing still and we generally have more time that we can wait. And even in where later in retirement, we have less years ahead of us. And so it's not as devastating. But during the, you know, first five years, first 10 years of retirement, a big loss or a drain on that retirement account, an unexpected drain from like an extended health care situation can really put you in a tough financial situation. So, let's talk about de-risking for a second here. It, it's often done through a variety of ways. Historically, it's been done by taking some of your money out of stocks and moving it to other investment vehicles like bonds, um, you know, which still have risk. I think a lot of people are surprised at that. And I remember back in college in a finance class, there was this old saying, the percentage of bonds in your retirement portfolio should match your age. So at 50, you should have 50% in bonds, 60, 60% and so on. Now, some people still follow that rule, and those that have have been really paying the price, especially as interest rates go up, because interest rates have been so low. And now that they're going up, they're actually losing value in the bonds. And this is this is an assumption that people forget. They assume that bonds don't lose value, which is false. Bonds are a security just like stocks. They trade. You can buy them. You can sell them. You can You can make money on them. You can lose money on them. So they fluctuate in price. Now, when you buy a bond, you can get the yield, you can get that interest rate. So if you go out and bought a 30-year bond a, a year ago and you got 2.1%, well, you could hold that and you will get your 2.1% in interest every year. That's, that's just the way that, you know, on a 30-year treasury, you won't lose that and you'll get the value of that bond, the money you put in, back at the end of that 30-year term. So you can do that. However, the value of that bond is going to go up and down when interest rates go up and down, which means that if you need to sell that bond, so that's part of your retirement portfolio, and now you need to sell some of that bond, well, if you bought the bond at 2% and the going rate is now 4%, well, guess what? Your bond is less. So your $50,000 in bonds is now worth less than $50,000 because someone else can take $50,000 and go out and get 4% instead of getting that 2%. So that's how bonds work. And if you buy a bond today at 4%, 10-year treasury, and then the rates go back down to 2%, well, the value that, of that bond is going to go up. So if you put $10,000 into that bond, you might be able to sell it for more than $10,000, or you will be able to sell it for more than 10000 because people will say, well, you're getting 4%, and today it's only paying 2%. So that's the way bonds work. They, they fluctuate in value. And so the thing that people forget is in retirement, when we have this, we're de-risking by moving from stocks to bonds. Well, in this last year, you've seen a double whammy. Not only have the bond portfolios gone down, we saw what happened to the stock market, you know, 20 30% loss in some cases. So, moving your retirement portfolio to bonds does not assure you that your value will not go down. In fact, this, you know, again, last year people really realized that firsthand by watching their entire portfolio go down. And a lot of people had 50 or 60% of their portfolio in bonds. Another way people try to de-risk is to eliminate risk altogether through savings vehicles now i did a whole podcast on this and a difference you know between savings and investing and insurance so i don't want to spend too much time on this but the idea of you know moving to savings or is to eliminate risk and you have a guarantee right i'm i'm Guarantee that that money's going to be there. I got FDIC insurance on that bank account. It's not going to go down in value. I have that money. Most common saving vehicles out there that we're familiar with, money market accounts, lowest yield but the most liquidity. Passbook savings, they're going to have a little bit higher yield but not quite as liquid. And then, of course, CD. So no liquidity in most cases, but they're going to pay the highest interest rate, and you can lock that in over a period of time. So the reason why we would buy bonds in the past was because they paid a higher rate than the savings accounts over the long run. However, it, it, right now, that's just not the case. If you bought a 10-year treasury, for instance, in the last 10 years, you bought that, you know, basically in the 2% range. I think in 2018, we, we dabbled into the 3% for a very short period of time. And now today, we can go out and get CDs and things like that that are paying well over that 3%. So the, the CD rates today, the savings rates are probably outpacing the bond that you bought five years ago if you bought that 10-year treasury. Now, one of the other things that we can use for de-risking, obviously, is insurance. And uh, believe it or not, this is a very popular strategy. It's been out there for you know hundreds of years. And I just read a really good article about that in the uh, Wall Street Journal. And so we're going to talk a little bit about using some insurance vehicles to also de-risk and the advantages that you get. I've got to squeeze in a quick break here, though, real fast. So stick around. We'll be right back.
0: Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended health care situation. Learn more by attending one of Brian's free live webinar classes this month. Sign up now at 525LongTermCare.com. 525LongTermCare.com.
2: For many of us, the best part of the holidays is being surrounded by the people we care about the most. This year, I encourage you, take a moment, think about those people sitting across the table from you and what would happen to them if your health was ever compromised to the point of needing ongoing assistance. Nearly half of Americans in long-term care situations rely on family members for 100% of their care. This means the people you care about the most could end up putting their lives and dreams on hold to be your caregiver. It doesn't have to happen, having a long-term care plan helps make Make sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Lifting that burden from your loved ones. It's one of the best gifts you can give them. Brian Ott at 525 Advisors is simply the best when it comes to long-term care planning. He'll teach you all your options and help you set up a plan like my wife and I did. It protects our family and will pay us back if we never use it. Sign up for Brian's final live webinar of the year this Thursday at 3. You'll learn how you can protect everything you've worked for and the people you love the most. Sign up at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and
0: learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com.
1: And welcome back. Um, Again, you just heard a couple of ads. I do have one more class coming up on Thursday, this Thursday on the 15th. So. Um, sign up at our, our website, 525longtermcare.com. Again, it's a live webinar. You'll get to ask me questions. You'll get to, We're going to go through all kinds of information and try to wrap it up in a little 45-minute package and then answer your questions there. So, again, our next webinar is coming up this coming Thursday, the 15th. It's an afternoon class. So it's a 3 p.m. kickoff West Coast time. It's a 4 p.m. kickoff Mountain, 5 Central, you know, 6 East Coast time. So you can find all that information at uh, 525longtermcare.com. Com. Today, we're talking a little bit about, you know, de-risking and why it's important to de-risk your portfolio as you transition from your working years into your retirement years. And we're talking about a lot of people do things like, you know, they buy bonds or they move into savings and CDs and money market accounts. But one of the big things out there today that you can really use is insurance. And it's, it's not new. It's been around forever. And there was a really good article in the Wall Street Journal, and they were talking about using some some life insurance and different insurance products to de-risk your portfolio. And really what we're doing is we're moving from a you know, a risky situation where the value can go up and down to a guaranteed value, where we're, what we're trying to do is eliminate that risk of loss. That's what de-risking is what we're, we're trying to do. So when we take money out of stocks, portfolios, in a down market, and we, we, we end up in a care situation or something, we compound that effect, and it ends up being, you know, well, that's what rubs a lot of people out of retirement. They, they lose, you know, half their portfolio in, in two or three years because not only did the market go down, they had to start taking out excess amount of money. So using insurance has been around for a long time, and I just want to talk about several things. Obviously, we do long-term care insurance planning here, but there's other ways that you can use insurance to de-risk your portfolio. Number one is life insurance. Life insurance, what we're talking about really is permanent life insurance. Life insurance is going to build cash value. This has been around forever. And the whole idea is that maybe I need life insurance as a younger person. Well, I can buy term life insurance, which has no value. It's just going to, you know, if I don't die within 10 years or 20 years, whatever the term is, I don't get paid out. And then I got to go out and buy a new policy. Whole life policy is designed to last you your whole life, and the advantages are you 're paying somebody for the insurance you 're paying more money that 's actually just going into an investment account that investment is paid back to you it 's called a dividend, and it builds value. I have whole life insurance on both of my kids I got that when they were they, they were young because what happens is it compounds. It compounds tax deferred, and so what happens is we move into retirement, we might have this bucket of money in our life insurance. we have a million dollar death benefit, but we have five hundred thousand dollars of cash value. We can borrow that five hundred thousand dollars out tax free leave are stocks alone in a down market. So that is kind of one of the strategies of using life insurance to de-risk your portfolio. Now, the catch is you've got to be healthy enough to get it. So a lot of people wait till the retirement and they're not going to qualify for it. And so that's something to keep in mind trying to use life insurance. The other thing that life insurance does really well is it helps you leave a legacy because that money goes back to the estate tax free. And it can also be converted to long-term care insurance through what we call a 1035 exchange, which we do a lot of. It's very popular. So for the people that are in their thirties, 30s and 40s may be buying life insurance for a business or, or because they need it, they have kids at home. Then later in life, they have this whole life insurance policy. They don't really need the death benefit anymore. They've got everything paid off but they have this value there in the policy and if they cash it out they got to pay tax because they've paid maybe, you know, $100,000 in premiums and there's maybe $200,000 of cash value, well we can take that 200,000 and two, exchange it into long-term care and get them additional leverage and all of it comes out tax-free. So that's a nice thing about using life insurance. Another insurance product out there that can be used to de-risk your portfolio in retirement is annuities. And I tell you, annuities—they might as well just, like I say, they might as well just call it a, a, you know, like lupus or something. I think a lot of people just hear annuities and like, oh my gosh, they don't understand. You know, it, it, Social Security in a sense is annuity. If I have an immediate annuity, I'm walking to the insurance company and saying. Here's a million dollars. I want income for life. And the insurance company says, okay, here you go. We'll give you $5,000 a month for the rest of your life or whatever that number is. That's an immediate annuity. That's not what we're talking about. The way you de-risk your portfolio using annuities is through a deferred annuity. And so that is like, just think of it as a savings account. I'm going to be putting money into this account, this annuity. It's going to grow but I can annuitize it. I can turn it into an income stream down the road. But most people don't. It's just like at work. If you're set, you're paying into a pension plan, a lot of those pension plans will say, okay, you're getting ready to retire. You go and you meet with the human resources. And they say, okay, here's what you can take if you take your pension. Or you can have this lump sum. Well, annuities work the same way. You, you are just growing money in a tax-deferred environment. You can take some money out or you can annuitize it. You have that option to do it. So most people just... Put the money in and use it as a glorified savings account because it grows tax deferred. The interest rates are generally higher than what you're gonna get at money market accounts and CDs and savings accounts. And also because of that tax deferral, you're not getting that ten ninety-nine I every year and paying tax on that interest like you do savings accounts and even bonds, which people forget about. So the nice thing about annuities is they can only go up in value if they're structured right. And I'm not talking about variable annuities, leave that out. Variable annuities are considered a security. They can fluctuate up and down, but a fixed or indexed or multi-year guaranteed annuity is a stair-step product, meaning it can go up in value, it can't go down in value. And those can also be converted to long term care insurance in the future, meaning that, okay, I put fifty thousand dollars into this deferred annuity, it grew to a hundred thousand I'm going to take that hundred thousand and move it to a long term care plan and turn it into three hundred thousand of long term care. Oh, and all that money comes out tax-free if I use it for long-term care. So some distinct advantages of using annuities to de-risk your portfolio, and also you have a little bit of flexibility down the road um, on you know, how to get that money out when you want it. And if you don't take it out, it just sits there and grows tax-deferred until you die, and then it goes on to your estate. Lastly, the product I want to talk about here, of course, is long-term care insurance. That's what we do. And what I'm really specifically talking about is asset-based long-term care, not traditional. Asset-based means that it's still an asset to you. There's still some value, meaning that if you cancel your plan, you don't use your plan, you can go back in and get that money. And so that's what we're talking about. We have these savings-based plans that have liquidity, which means I can go in and I can take 10% of the value out a year without any penalty at all. I can always just surrender for the surrender charge or surrender value. And what that simply means is the first few years the insurance company says, hey, don't give us your money and come back and ask for all of it back in the first few years. If you do, we're going to keep like 5% or 6% of that money. And so that's like a CD. What they're doing is that, and then that number goes down. So you get to a point where eventually there is no surrender charge on your money. But in a nutshell, it's still your money. You can get to it. You can access it. But the reason why you would want to do that is because you can move some of your assets today and you're going to get that automatic leverage that long-term care provides, meaning a dollar turns into $3 or more. Some plans will pay you back in a death benefit format, which means if you put you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars in and you die, there's going to be $300,000 paid back to the estate. That would be tax-free. The savings-based plans will grow in value. They'll grow faster as interest rates go up. And they can all be funded with 1035 exchanges, these asset-based plans, through either uh, annuities or through life insurance. And so that's why we use long-term care insurance. You're going to hear, in today stick around for our client of the week. It's a classic example how we just reposition some assets, de-risk their entire portfolio, and provide them all these other benefits, the tax advantages of having long-term care the, the claims of poor, all those things. And really what you need to understand is your biggest problem in retirement is not a downturn in the stock market. Your biggest problem is an extended healthcare event because that just compounds everything. It, 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 you know, it takes your cost of living doubles, triples, quadruples in some cases, and all of a sudden now you're spinning your portfolio down a lot faster. And if you're in a long-term care situation like that client I mentioned earlier at the beginning of the show – you know, it doesn't wait for timing, all right? We we don't wait to have that stroke until the stock market's up 45% and now is a great time to take the money out. No, it doesn't work that way. So that's what you have to understand. Long-term care is much more of a a, a timing issue. It's a tax problem. Remember, income pays for long-term care, not assets. If I don't have long-term care insurance, I'm converting some assets to income and I'm going to pay tax along the way. It's a time problem who's going to give up their time to figure out how to get you the care you need. And again, I think that's the problem we have in this country. A lot of people just think, well, if I have that magic number, I don't need to worry about long-term care planning. And it's like, well, that's... It, it, it's, an inaccurate thing to say. And so many people still believe that, but they don't understand really what encompasses a long term care situation. And oftentimes, you know, the biggest issue I think with long term care or lack of long term care planning. People think they have money, they don't need to worry about it, they can afford to pay it, but they don't realize that it's just not the most efficient way to do it, right? You you're paying a dollar thirty five for a dollar of care if you're selling a retirement account instead of paying thirty three cents or twenty five cents for that dollar of care because you have insurance. So, hey, we got to take a quick break for the news, but stick around when we come back. I'm going to introduce you to Gerald and Melissa. I'm going to show you how we set up a long-term care plan, de risk their portfolio, and gave them some immediate leverage. We'll be right back. Avoid the mistake of paying unnecessary taxes, guarantee the
0: quality of your care, and preserve your legacy and wealth by setting up your own tax-free long-term care plan. Learn more by attending Brian's free live webinar class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com.
2: As we age, we cannot always plan on good health, but you can plan long-term care coverage to give peace of mind to you and your family. And a great way to learn about long-term care is to join my friends from 525 Advisors for an upcoming free long-term care planning live webinar. Brian's final webinar of the year is coming up this Thursday at 3 o'clock. Don't miss it. Sign up today. 525 Advisors will explain how long-term care works, what the coverage pays for, and you'll discover all the new options and different ways to fund a plan. They even have plans that will pay you back if you never use it. And then when you're ready, 525 Advisors will design a custom plan with you like they did for my wife and me. I love how much time they spent with us, and it's not just me. Read the reviews. People love working with Brian and Madeline at 525 Advisors. So get the great peace of mind. Long-term care coverage gives you. Attend Brian Ott's final live webinar of the year. It's free. It's this Thursday at 3. Sign up now at 525LongTermCare.com. That's 525LongTermCare.com. Staying in
0: control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, Certified Long Term Care Planning Specialist with 525 Advisors.
1: And welcome back, and thanks for tuning in to Long Term Care Radio or the Long Term Care Radio podcast. Uh, again, I have a class coming up next week on Thursday, the 15th. We um, have one actually today. If you're listening on KOA Radio out of the Denver area, the Colorado market, that show, this podcast, airs on KOA at 7 a.m., and so you still have time to jump on our class today, which is the 10th. That's when this show is going to air on KOA, and for the rest of you, they're going to hear the show later in the day or later in the week in the podcast. Our next show, it, our webinar, is actually the 15th, and again, that's on our website at 525longtermcare.com. So... My favorite part of the show always here is at the bottom of the hour, our client of the week. And if you're new to long-term care radio, what we're really trying to do is just kind of express to you some of the different options and the process and how we can set up long-term care insurance plans. A lot of people still think of long-term care insurance as a boat payment without the boat, right? I got to start making payments for something that I'm probably not going to use and it's going to be expensive and and blah, blah, blah. And that's number one reason why people don't get long-term care insurance. They think it's too expensive. And why is it too expensive? Because they don't see any value in it. There's nothing that's out there. Today, we're going to talk about some clients that have an existing long-term care insurance plan, but it's a traditional plan, and they want to come back, and they want to look at these asset-based plans because there is value in those plans, and they're going to get their money back. So this week, I want to introduce you to Gerald, who is 64, Melissa, who is 65 both recently retired they have two grown children they have five grandchildren already they're excited about that they're looking forward to just traveling as much as they can in their retirement years and spending time with their family melissa's mother passed away a little over a year ago and she was in an assisted living facility for four years and she had long-term care insurance and so that was something that was you know melissa saw work firsthand they both had existing long-term care insurance policies. They had bought some policies years ago, and they just got a notice, and it's kind of funny because this is the same thing that my mom just is going to get a notice. She has probably hasn't got it yet, so mom, if you're listening, you're, you've got a notice coming because I just got a copy of it. But basically, the insurance company is raising the rates on, on it's a traditional pay-as-you-go plan, and they're going to have increases over the next three years of 27% for the next three years. So this was kind of a shocker to them, you know, and so really what they wanted to do is just investigate their options. They heard about us. They heard our our podcast and they heard about these new asset based plans and they said, well, we didn't even know these existed. Would this make sense for us? can we convert or get out of our traditional plan and set up an asset based plan? And so that's how they kind of stumbled on us. And that was what kind of, you know, started out the conversation into looking to planning. They already had a plan, but is there a better option for them out there? Their concerns with protecting their asset. They saw firsthand how much, Uh, money Melissa's mom saved by having long-term care insurance. And in fact, Melissa inherited some money and she said, you know, this money would not be there without that long-term care insurance. So she was a firm believer on the importance of it. She also saw how it protected their family. Melissa's mom had a really good policy. I knew the company that it was with. They had great claim support. And she said, yeah, they really made it simple for us. You know, we had claim support if we had any questions. The assisted living facility just pretty much dealt with the insurance company. They didn't bother us um, about any of that kind of stuff. It was just all pretty much managed, so it made life a lot easier for her. She wanted to be able to pass that same benefit on to their kids. Um, They just, you know, and quite frankly, since they had grandkids, they said, yeah, we don't want to be a burner on our kids. Our kids are are busy with their lives and they have their kids. Um, Also, they were concerned about the increases. So here they get this letter saying, oh, congratulations. Thanks for being a client. We're going to raise your rates 27% each year for the next three years, which is going to more than double their premium when it's said and done. So that was a big concern about them. We started talking to them. Here's what we found out about about Gerald and Melissa. Both were still in good shape physically, and that's important because, again, it's your health that allows you to get long-term care insurance. You can't get insurance when your house is already on fire. It's the same with long-term care. You don't go out and get it when you need it. You get it before you need it, and that means you've got to be healthy enough to get it. So they were still in good shape, so they had some good options. They both had sizable 401ks from work, and they were converting those to IRAs, they had some cash savings, they owned their home, and they had a second home that they used for their family that was up in the mountains. Melissa had a small pension from a prior employer that was going to be a lifetime pension. They inherited some money, basically stocks. It was a stock portfolio that they inherited from Melissa's mom when she passed away. They planned on living in their own home for as long as possible, but they were also very open to the idea of moving into an assisted living or continuing care retirement center if they got to a point or a stage in their life where that made more sense for them. And so a lot of people say, I'm going to live and die in the back 40. They watched their mom go through this, Melissa did, and she said, look, you know, it was actually a lovely setting. My mom really actually did quite well there. It was better than her being alone in the home. And so she was very open. She said, you know, it's just something we want to consider. We hope to age in our home for as long as possible, but we're not going to say no. We would never move to an assisted living facility. What they wanted from a long-term care plan was something that would protect their estate, obviously. They liked the idea of money coming back to their estate if they didn't use their plan. They wanted to look at options to fund a plan and not have ongoing payments. And again, I had a traditional plan in my 40s. I, I, I totally get what they're saying. It's like you're writing this check every year, and you're like, gosh. And then they raise the rates on you, and you're like, well, what am I really paying for? It's like the boat payment without the boat. So they wanted a plan that that maybe they could just get rid of those payments and get rid of that stress about having to worry about those rates going up in the future and what would happen if they never use it. They wanted a joint plan if they could find it, something that would cover both of them. They also wanted a plan that would allow them to receive care in home, assisted living facility or wherever they went. And that's easy. Again, you're going to hear me say this over and over again. We don't sell facility-only policies. Our policies are comprehensive, which means most people start out at home. But if you do end up in assisted living or adult daycare or adult family homes or nursing homes, the insurance is going to follow you. It's going to work. It's going to work in all 50 states. That's just very common. So, But it's a real concern that people have. And they just wanted to see if there was a better alternative for them than continuing to pay into this traditional plan that they had set up years ago. Now, let's take a look at this. So first off, remember, they have an existing long-term care insurance plan in force today. So the first thing we do when we we find that out talking with one of our clients is we say, let's review that. Let's get me the information. So we went over that policy, and, you know, first off, the first thing I noticed is that the insurance plan that they had was with a company that no longer offered long-term care insurance. So they got out of the market years ago, meaning they are not bringing in new clients. Not only did the company not sell long-term care insurance, they no longer service their contracts. So they had sold the contract to somebody else, so somebody else was actually servicing it. And let me just tell you a little background on this. We peaked at well over 120 companies that sold traditional pay-as-you-go plans, and we're down to less than 10 today. If you're with a company that is no longer selling long-term care insurance, guess what? You're more likely to see rate increases. And why is that? Because think of a funnel. What happens is we're bringing in new clients and we're dropping them into that funnel. And everybody in the funnel is paying premium payments, right? That's the money coming in every month or every year to the insurance company that they're investing and they're going to use to pay the claims down the road. It's like life insurance, everything else. We're constantly putting more people into that funnel. We're bringing in new revenue. The people that fall out the bottom of the hole in the funnel, they end up on that long-term care conveyor belt. So they're not paying into the funnel anymore. They're starting to receive their benefits. So when a company gets out of the business and they say, we're not going to sell long-term care insurance anymore, what did they do? They essentially took a piece of saran wrap and put over the top of the funnel. And so every time somebody falls out of that bottom hole, there's fewer people in the funnel that have to pay the fees to support everybody that's on claim. So what these companies do is they look at it and they say, well, we've got you know, a million dollars coming in, but we've got $1.1 million going out in claims. So they go to the insurance commissioners and say, we need to raise rates. And so who's paying for that? Well, in this thing, it's like you're looking at, you're looking at our clients of the week. Classic example, right? They are sitting there looking at this and Gerald and Melissa are saying, well, wait a second, we're still in the funnel and we're paying premiums and they're telling us we're going up 27%. So you just have to understand the physics of how that works when you have a plan with a company that is no longer selling long term care insurance. So I brought that to their attention. The second thing I noticed is they got a contingent benefit offer. So that just simply meant that Okay, we're going to raise your rates. We're going to raise them this amount next year, the year after that, and the year after that. Oh, but by the way, you have these options. And this is the same letter my mom's going to get. You can go from lifetime benefits to 10 years. You can go from 10 years to 6 years. You can reduce your benefit. They give you all these options to lower your premium or or try to keep your premium close to the same. Or you can just pay the new premium increase and leave your policy the same. Well, they also have to offer a contingent benefit, which says, if if this is by law now, if, if they raise their rates, the insurance company raises your rates to a certain point, they have to offer you a contingent benefit, which says, the client can just say, I'm not going to pay any more into the plan, I'm going to take a contingent benefit, which just simply means you still have long-term care insurance now, it's up to the premiums that you paid into your plan, and... That's, you know, so you can still use that down the road and you don't make any more premium payments. And so it's just a reduced benefit. So they got that offer. This is huge, folks, because when people say, Can I convert my policy into another plan? It's like, No, you can't. But if you have a traditional plan and you get a contingent benefit, that means that if you cancel at that point, you are not walking away from your premiums. Your premiums are going to remain with the insurance company. And if you trigger long term care, you at least get that money back. So that was something that they had. So knowing all that, we started talking about options. We obviously looked at asset-based plans. They wanted that. And this is what stood out for me in their financial situation, their inheritance. They were not planning on this money. I asked him what they, they were doing with it, and it was a stock portfolio that they got. and, and Gerald was just basically saying, "Look, the, the money's it's worth less than what we got it for. But even if it wasn't, remember when we inherit stocks, we get that step up in basis, which means that if if Grandma paid a dollar for the GE stock and now it's worth hundred dollars when she gives it to us on her death." Guess what? Our cost basis is $100, so if we sell it for $110, we just have to pay the capital gains on the $10. We don't have to pay the capital gains on the $99 that, that grandma earned over her lifetime. So they got to step up in basements. So in a sense, they could take that money right now, and, and because of the, the down market, they could just walk out with all that money and not pay any taxes on it at all. So was that was, a, that was a, a big, nice tax strategy, so that's really what we looked at. And so we took that stock market money, we said, let's look at that portfolio, how much is it, and we will set that plan up just using a single deposit on an asset-based savings plan. Because again, what do they want to do? They've got that money, they can leave it in the stock market, but again, they have 401ks, they have a lot of money exposed to risk already, so by moving that money out, we're going to de-risk that portion of the portfolio. So what we did is we took a single deposit of $273,000. And this was just from the sale of the stocks that they had inherited. They didn't have to pay any tax on that. Um, we in- deposit with the insurance company. The insurance company said, thank you very much. Here's what you're going to get for that. The total long-term care benefit, so their $273,000 turns into $855,000 day one. So we give that three-to-one leverage, meaning that if they go on claim tomorrow, they have $855,000 of long-term care insurance. They can each pull out $9,508 a month until that's gone. So they each get that. So if they're both on claim, they could pull out over $19,000 a month. But if one person's on claim, they can pull out up to $9,500 a month until they spend all $855,000. But here's the catch. This is a savings-based, asset-based plan. And we've been talking a lot about these because people have been calling us, the phone's been ringing off the hook, and they're like, wow, we've never heard of these. It it sounds too good to be true. But yeah, they're just fantastic. And so here's what happens with this policy. Not only they deposit that money, that money is still growing. So right now, based on their age, they're going to earn 4.5%. That's what they're going to net. And what I mean by that is the insurance, the, the money they deposit, $273,000 to the insurance company, is actually earning 6% interest. The insurance company is going to keep some of the interest that you earn. To buy insurance inside the contract. So that's why every dollar you deposit turns into three dollars tax free. It's because that's that insurance leverage that we're getting and we're paying for that. But net effect, they're basically gonna keep about one point five percent. So that rate, that percentage point is locked. So if they're earning more than one and a half percent, interest on this account, their value is going up every single year. Well, right now the account's earning 6%. So they're going to earn 4.5%. So if we look at this, the very first year they're going to get credited $16,250 of interest. The rider, the cost of the insurance is $4,078. So they are going to go from 273 to $285,000 of, of account value. That's that deposit. Remember that 273 That's Now we're 285 Well, that pushes their long-term care insurance up to eight hundred and fifty-five because for every dollar of interest you earn, you earn $3 of long-term care. So if this market just stays the same where we're at, that means five years down the road, they have $1,018,000 in their bucket, and they can each pull out $11,318, and the cash value is growing from $273,000 to $339,000. If interest rates go even higher from where they are today, this, mar- this thing's going to even grow faster. The nicest thing about this, though, when I talk about de-risking, let's say that the Federal Reserve changes course. They drop rates back down to zero next year. So everything goes back down to zero. Your passbook savings got that .00001% or whatever they were paying us. It doesn't matter. Their 273 is going to grow to 285 because they earn that six percent guarantee the first year, they have eight hundred fifty five thousand dollars. It will never go down. Now, I have never seen that in my career. So, most likely, what's going to happen is they're going to continue to grow. And if we stay in like just a modest market where we're at right now with interest rates, with twenty years down the road, they're going to have. – Got to flip my paper over here so I can see the right numbers. They're going to have nearly two million dollars of long term care insurance. So, folks, it's just a fantastic plan. I tell you, people are like, "Well, that doesn't make sense. How does it work?" Well. It's insurance. And so the insurance company, remember, when you go on claim, I don't care if it's auto, home, health, or any other insurance, life insurance, when they pay that claim, they're giving you your money back first, right? What you did is you said, hey, you can be custodian of my money. They're going to invest it. They're going to grow it. But what they're going to do is guarantee that benefit back to you. That's what insurance does. So now they have a joint plan that pays for care in their home, pays for care in any type of facility, provides claim support. They have a zero-day waiting for home health care. It eliminates the need to pay insurance premiums. They still have the other insurance, their contingent benefit from their traditional plan that they paid into. Folks, these savings-based plans, de-risking your portfolio, yes, but guess what? I will guarantee you this much. Well, I guess I can't say that, but I, will, I, would, I would personally guarantee that these plans are going to outperform your savings and your money market accounts and any of those zero risk, even CDs. And they're a guarantee, but you get the leverage, you get the tax benefits, you get the insurance. And that is thanks to the Pension Protection Act. That's the bottom line. That is one of the things they put into force in 2010, allowed us to set up insurance inside one of these savings-based plans, and it's a tax-free event to you. I've got to come up for air. We've got to squeeze in our final break, but stick around. I'll be right back. New asset-based programs protect your
0: savings and your family and even pay you back if you never use them. Make sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free live webinar classes at 525longtermcare.com.
2: For many of us, the best part of the holidays is being surrounded by the people we care about the most. This year, I encourage you, take a moment, think about those people sitting across the table from you and what would happen to them if your health was ever compromised to the point of needing ongoing assistance. Nearly half of Americans in long-term care situations rely on family members for 100% of their care. This means the people you care about the most could end up putting their lives and dreams on hold to be your caregiver. It doesn't have to happen, having a long-term care plan helps make Make sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Lifting that burden from your loved ones. It's one of the best gifts you can give them. Brian Ott at 525 Advisors is simply the best when it comes to long-term care planning. He'll teach you all your options and help you set up a plan like my wife and I did. It protects our family and will pay us back if we never use it. Sign up for Brian's final live webinar of the year this Thursday at 3. You'll learn how you can protect everything you've worked for and the people you love the most. Sign up at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Do you know
3: that 7 out of 10 people past the age of 65 need at some point some sort of long-term care? That's 70%. Now, many of us think it could never happen to us or somebody else is going to be there to take care of us. But the facts are clear. Most of us will need to pay for help in the future. And not only is that help expensive, but it puts a burden on family members as well. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, start today with 525 Advisors. Recent changes to the Pension Protection Act have made new programs more advantageous than ever. How would you like to get your premiums back if you never use your long-term care insurance? Well, you can. How would you like to leverage some of your savings for increased coverage using tax-free dollars? Now you can. 525 Advisors are the local long-term care experts. Protect yourself and your family members from the high cost of extended health care. Go to 525LongTermCare.com.
0: Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525LongTermCare.com. Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, Certified Long-Term Care Planning Specialist with 525 Advisors.
1: All right, welcome back, and thanks again for uh, sticking around if you've uh, made it this far into the the show. Um, Again, last class of... 2022 is thursday the 15th 3 p.m west coast time 4 p.m mountain time 5 central you guys can do the math i know we have listeners all over we just got a call the other day from new jersey welcome absolutely you can jump on that podcast we have clients all over the country um, but, again, the 15th is our last class, and it's just a great way to come in and just get all of this tidied up so that when we sit down to design a plan, we're not, you know, talking about what long-term care pays for. You already know that. and We have a book that we send out to all of our people that attend this uh, webinar, and you can either get it in a PDF format or Madeline will stick a stamp on one and get one out to you, so no problem there at all. But, you know, final break, um, you know, I had to come up for air there. I always get excited about these asset-based plans. What I'm trying to show you is that, you know, these different planning strategies, long term care insurance, especially these asset based plans, work with your retirement planning. They should be part of your plan. The same reason why, like, Wade Fowl, he's, he's with the American College, Ph.D., writes all these books, and I'm telling you what, if you, you have problems sleeping, grab a Wade Fowl book. I mean, he's just very detailed, very analytical, and it's sometimes hard to get through. But he's just an incredibly smart guy and looks at this stuff, and he talks about the pros and cons of all these different things out there and what we make these false assumptions. We don't want all our money in stocks. We don't want all our money in savings. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that don't trust the stock market. They just have money in savings. Those people are getting eaten alive by inflation the last decade. I I, I mean, because interest rates have been so low. And for long-term care planning, what we're trying to do is look at, like, for our client of the week, this is just part of their strategy. They already had investments. They already had some savings. What they didn't have is anything to mitigate the risk of a long-term care situation outside of that traditional pay-as-you-go plan, which rates were going up, and they were nervous about that. And I was like, look. We're going to take something out of one pocket. We're going to put all these features on it. It's still your asset, and we're going to give you all this benefit and this leverage. And the nice thing about these savings-based plans, like I say, Bernie Sanders is in in a few years, and everything is free. Guess what? You go back and get all your money back, plus a little bit of interest that you earn. And so that's the nice thing about those savings-based plans. They give you a tremendous amount of liquidity, but the reason why we got it is when we need it for long-term care, We're not converting an asset to income and paying taxes. Long-term care benefits come back to you tax-free, and that's something that you just really have to understand. We get insurance for the guarantees. It's not a maybe. It's not, well, if the stock market does this, you're going to get this. It's a guarantee. I don't care if the interest rates go basically right straight back to zero. Our client of the week will never have less than $855,000 of long-term care insurance. But that's probably not going to happen, so what they'll see is they'll continue to see that benefit grow, but there's no tax consequences for them on that either. So just a really great way that we can look at people's situations and say, and quite frankly, our client of the week, they could have done anything. We could have funded with retirement accounts. We could have done done a, a 10 pay. We could have just you know, kept them on their traditional plan They were healthy enough. But what we are looking at is what's the highest and best use of money? Oh, by the way, you have this inheritance. You weren't counting on that. You don't want to put that into stocks. You have enough stocks. You don't want it just setting in a savings account. Let's lever it up get you some insurance and do some things out there. And you're going to see that, you know, traditional, I'm probably going to do a new show on this here in the next month or so on traditional versus asset base. Sadly, asset-based... You know, most people don't qualify for asset based long term care because they don't have the assets to effectively protect or to move over. Meaning that you can't put $270,000 into an asset based plan if you've only got $300,000 of total assets. It just doesn't work that way. But for people that do have those assets, it's, you know, they're self insuring anyway. If you don't have a plan, you're self insuring. And the number one thing I want everybody to understand that all these asset based plans do is they, they, It's a better way to self-insure, because you are self-insuring without a plan. So think about what what our clients of the week did. They could just keep their $273,000 Well, they have that money. They have whatever it grows into. Or if they leave it in the stock market, they have whatever it shrinks to. That's going to be their bucket of money that they could use for long-term care. Well, when you give it to the insurance company, everybody says, well, how does the insurance company automatically give you $3 for every dollar? Well, think what you're doing. You're walking into the insurance company and saying, here's this check. The insurance company says, okay, thank you. They put it to work. But when you go on claim, even if it's tomorrow, what are you getting back first? You're getting back your money first. So that insulates, that insures the insurance company from loss they know for at least the first couple years because they're simply giving you your money back the first couple years. So what happens on these asset-based plans, we're using our money first, yes, but what it does is it gives us that leverage. We're not worried about a year or two of long-term care. What we're worried about is what happens if we're in four or five or six years. So that's where these plans really shine. So if we look at it from actuarially, we're looking down at the village of a million people. The insurance companies know that, look, out of that million people, 70% chance, right? So we're going to say 700,000 are going to go on claim, but they know a third of those people will die within a year. They know another X amount will die within two years, so that amount will never get into the insurance money, and then X amount in the insurance money will only live so long and so long and so long. So it's the same with house fires or anything else, right? The, the vast majority of car crashes and claims are fender benders. They're not total destruction of cars. So they understand that, too, and that's why we have insurances, because we don't know what's going to happen to us. We don't know what our journey is going to be, and neither does the insurance company. So that's why we pull all our money together. But anyway, folks, lots of, uh, lots of good information on our website. Sign up for our class this Thursday if you haven't been to one. I tell you, it's worth it. It's live. You get to see me. You get to see Madeline. You get to ask us questions. And we just love those. Um, great learning environment. I'm going to get to work and put together another show. So uh, have a great week. I'll see you next week. Thanks so much. You've been listening to Long-Term
0: Care Radio with certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott. You can download and subscribe to the podcast at 525longtermcare.com and learn about all the long-term care planning options available. If you have questions for Brian or would like information about any of his upcoming long-term care webinars, go to 525longtermcare.com. Be sure to join us next weekend for another edition of Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. For information, show schedules, and podcasts, go to 525longtermcare.com.
2: For many of us, the best part of the holidays is being surrounded by the people we care about the most. This year, I encourage you, take a moment, think about those people sitting across the table from you and what would happen to them if your health was ever compromised to the point of needing ongoing assistance. Nearly half of Americans in long-term care situations rely on family members for a hundred percent of their care. This means the people you care about the most could end up putting their lives and dreams on hold to be your caregiver. It doesn't have to happen. Having a long-term care plan helps make Make sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Lifting that burden from your loved ones. It's one of the best gifts you can give them. Brian Ott at 525 Advisors is simply the best when it comes to long-term care planning. He'll teach you all your options and help you set up a plan like my wife and I did. It protects our family and will pay us back if we never use it. Sign up for Brian's final live webinar of the year this Thursday at 3. You'll learn how you can protect everything you've worked for and the people you love the most. Sign up at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com.